Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. The war is over. The Kilrathi invaders obliterated by the Confederation. Now peace and prosperity rule. But the wounds of battle are slow to heal, and a frightening new enemy is born. Fueled by the horrors of war, a deranged human mind unleashes terror upon the innocent. You're gonna wish you never met me. Good lord. Oh, you're gonna wish you... I... Greetings and welcome to Play Retro. We talk about old video games here on Play Retro, and I'm one of your hosts, Scott Johnson. And them sure nice graphics in 1990. How come my ship sucks so bad? Time to kill the lion-headed people once and for all. Yes, and I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway, and I think this cat wants to fight. Well, come on, you giant bipedal Roman Thundercat-looking puppet snarf. Let's space rumble. Hold on. Let me insert disc two with FMV Mark Hamill. We about to get all 480p up in this joint and disintegration. No, wait. Disintegration is not for me, Scott. No. Is the giant uh, lion puppet. Yeah, that's right. Hamill, uh, uh, Gimli, uh, bad guy from Star Trek Generations. Can't think of his name all of a sudden. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in it. Uh, What's it? Are you you, for a second? Biff is in it for sure. And then we also have... uh, 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 Oh. I could, have, I could have said his name if you hadn't have said the other thing. It's probably the guy. It's somebody uh, from like uh, the, the police academy or something, right? Like uh, Michael, Malcolm McDowell. Oh, Malcolm, Malcolm McDowell's McDowell. his name. Yeah, yeah. that's who. I was oh, oh, and don't forget about don't forget about Ginger Lynn, the adult star, and in the voice of Tim Curry. Right until they got to four or whatever it was, and then they dumped everybody. And had nothing but like C list <laughs> people that I've never heard of. Oh, I think that was prophecy, wasn't it? Because four was actually uh, a continuation, and then then Wing Commander prophecy. Oh, I it's think, prophecy. Was the one that yeah. that was the one that went direct to video. Yeah, that looked real <laughs> which bad. Which is what it looked like to me. It looked hor- everything was a porn setup in that thing that never paid off. It's real yeah. bad. But anyway, we're going to talk about Wing Commander and its legacy today, starting in ninety, working its way well. I may even take working its way into the later 90s. into our li- into our lives, <laughs> but I may I may bring up where it ended up. Like Star Citizen yeah. doesn't exist without it's uh, st- it is still going right. Is it still is still sort of kind of going? Well, so, people like Wing Commander, but Star Citizen is this is basically what he envisioned for Wing Commander all those years later. Yeah. And uh, you know, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about did he get there? Is Wing Commander yeah, there? Good old, yet? Good old, did Chris Roberts get? To where he was going. Yeah. I think he might have sort of gotten there. He's least he's at least gotten to a place where a lot of people give him money without <laughs> a game being right. done yet. Right, 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 right. right. Like Chris Roberts guy? I love that guy. Let's give him some money. We'll give him some money. Because, you know, he's yeah. got a legacy in today's a lot about that legacy. So we'll we'll yeah, talk about yeah. it. So stick around for that. Before we get into it though, I just wanted to share a sad moment that also was good. Right. Oh, no, sad moments. Okay. The other night, I could not sleep to save my life. Two o'clock in the morning, I'm freaking wide awake. I can't do it. And I don't want to watch some TV show, and I don't want to do anything. So what I did is I grabbed my Steam Deck, and I played Pac-Man. 
for two what? hours. Yep. You played Pac-Man for two hours? I did. Now, I played which it one? Like four. Championship Edition or just good old fashioned old plain? Class, classic Pac-Man. Classic. Yep. Wow. I played it for two hours. Uh, four o'clock rolled around. I was able to go back to sleep. Got up at seven. Felt fine. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Scott has a wonderful wife, and her name is Kim, and, and she was probably going, oh, my God. <laughs> if I hear wonka, wonka, wonka one more time, yeah, she's. I mean, you. she's got, she slept, as best I could tell, she slept through it, um, and I asked her after, I said, did you hear me at all last night? She goes, no, what were you doing? And I said, I was, no, but I was having again. the weirdest dreams. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> I was dreaming about eating chased, dots. I was being strange. chased by ghosts, yeah. and I was eating rice pellets. It was weird dream yeah yeah but uh and then i said oh that's weird i don't know what would cause that anyway see you later and i ran away <laughs> but anyway i i had uh, i had uh, uh earphones or earphones one of my a thousand yeah, years yeah. old the freaking earbuds right, yeah, right i had me some of those brown uh library style uh <laughs> remember those oh my from- gosh those were terrible yeah, yeah. I feel like you were taking a hearing test. No, uh-huh. even worse was the green one, the green metal ones that were mm-hmm. so super heavy. You know what I'm talking about? Also like, bad. That, yep. That, that texture stuff on them, they were made out of like pure metal, the whole thing. Yeah, they were it's horrible. Like, oh, look, yeah, growing up in the 80s with uh, libraries, you neck, know. Neck damage. Everyone out there who's listening, you know what we're talking about. Okay. They kind of reminded me of like uh, maybe leftover military products, maybe. that's Maybe that's where they came from. Like uh, X, mm-hmm. what do they call that? The... The military, the, the army surplus. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, it is. the army surplus. Yeah, that's it. The <laughs> army surplus store. The that's, that sounds about right for my. I used school. to love yeah. going there. I'd go there right now if I knew where one was. Those are cool. Oh yeah, those are cool, man. They got like helmet shit and like grenades that okay. don't work and stuff. It's cool. <laughs> they get slightly used helmets with holes in them. It's oh. Sweet. I'm all in on that. All right, Brian. What did you get up to while you were sleeping fine? Oh. Well, uh, I was hoping to to complete my Patreon video this past weekend. Didn't quite get there, but I did get because I had some trouble with my um, uh, PLA printing that I wanted to do. But I finally actually did get some pit printing in. Was that's a little different filament I use my three D printer. So we've been talking about this uh, about this spinner that I got. It's a GRS spinner with a wheel, and I'm working on this case for it. And I wanted to put a little bit of air in there, so I print out this orange with a little honeycomb pattern on the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks pretty good, and it's very functional. So far, I'm still working on some hinges for the backside, doing that in Blender 3D. And as soon as I get that done, I'm hoping this weekend, even though I did get a resin printer. So Did it get hot in there or I, something? Surely I won't get sidetracked. Well, it was getting a little bit hot on this 12-in-1, but I think something else was going on. I don't think it was supposed to be getting hot when I did some research. So I may have something else going on. So I'm going to look at that. Uh, but I also wanted to make sure, just in case, I was like, well, in case, I don't want to like totally close it up, if, especially if it's getting heat in there. But my, like I said, maybe I had something something wrong. Maybe I had something in the wrong spot. You, guys I'm know just how saying, gra- you know how great it is that Brian was driven into 3D printer world because of <laughs> retro gaming? That's what put him I did. I didn't see it coming. Uh-uh. I didn't see it. I was like, oh, I need a bunch of... I started ordering stupid uh, display stands off yep. Etsy, and I'm like, well, for this price, I could just get a 3D printer and do it myself. Yeah. Because if, if you're just ordering one or two, like most retro gamers, it, yep. it's fine. You don't need a 3D printer. But no. when you start getting into 20 and 30 cases, you're like, okay, okay. Yeah, may as well do it yourself, right? Yeah, it's starting to get expensive, and they don't always have what I'm looking for, and I want more control over it. I want to do some cool stuff, so... I got to do that. Also, this week really killed me with the uh, with the Wing Commander because mm. we're back into DOS games again. Oh yeah, and uh, my DOS setup is. Mm, we'll talk more about it during during the uh, during the breakdown. Yeah. Uh, how I had experience with each one of these, but essentially, I had to do a lot of configuring for for DOS this week. And thanks to uh, thanks to a couple of people. Uh, especially uh, Ducros, who came in and watched me stream some of these games this past week, gave me a bunch of great tips on yeah. Wing Commander. Also brought my attention to ExoDOS, which is this project where they're, they've got like a thousand DOS games that they're they're making, getting to run on different, uh, very specific DOS platforms, like my Mr. FPGA, which is the hardware emulation, has a DOS version, and there's an ExoDOS project for that. And all that stuff is just already done for me. Manuals, ROMs, everything is just in there already. And all I got to do is do a little bit of configuration. It took me like 30 minutes or so. I was able to make it run, uh, and it looks good. And mm. so I'm, pr- I'm pretty excited. I spent a lot of time, though, before then, before I got the hot tip, uh, working on uh, DOS in RetroArch using uh, uh, Pure DOS and yeah. also purchasing 
uh, some of these games on good old games, and mm. we'll talk about that as well. On the good game old game stuff runs pretty well, I found. It's not bad. It, it it's according. Uh, some of them are DOS box, and some of them are configured well, and some of them are configured not yeah. as well. But generally, it's a good experience. Same with Steam. Yeah, uh, Steam does a pretty good job too. Yeah, uh, it's amazing we can run these games at all after all this time. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's actually been a couple of initiatives. There's pro- man. We're going to get into it in a second, but Wing Commander has one of the most active communities I have seen of any oh, yeah. uh, retro game we have played. People yeah. are still doing it. If you go to wcnews.com, there is literally content being created every day. wcnews.com. And yeah, a lot of the stuff I it. learned about was, oh my God, it's crazy. They wanted, here's what they wanted. What Wing Commander fans wanted was mm-hmm. when Origin Systems was bought by Electronic Arts. Yes. They felt like, guys, here's our chance. We're getting bought by a huge publisher developer. Yes. And they're going to give us all the backing we need to really go for it. We're going to make the next next generation of one of these games. And they kind of did with Freelancer. What was the other one? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's the other one? Freelancer. Freelancer. Uh, uh, Privateer. Privateer. Those are amazing yeah. games. And really did seem like, wow, we're on the cusp of the next thing. And then poof, magical it's shit show. It's almost like maybe the market was just a little bit too busy with stuff. Just a little bit too yeah. much of this stuff. This, uh, the space sim, while. shooter sim stuff had, had fallen off a, a bit. Shooters were yeah. starting to take over, especially in the 3D era. But that fan base never left. They were like, man. No. And I'm telling you, they're the ones that are spending three grand on fake ships for star yeah. citizen it's happening Dude, those are those people they they've sucked me in because i had never played a wing commander game now i had seen wing commander i have friends who've played it and i've watched them play it like the old school twitch where you'd sit in somebody's you yeah. know behind somebody while they're playing on the computer and mm-hmm. go oh cool and they show you stuff and you know it's like some of it's like really mind-blowing other things like yeah i don't want to learn how to do that do you throw uh <laughs> you throw pennies in their in their lap while they're playing kind of like tips or uh uh you know something no, i threw them directly at the back of their heads oh perfect so it's like yeah we're gonna okay. we're gonna do something else we're gonna play some uh sid mirrors pirates or something already come on man yeah. you know, i'm just sitting back here watching you play this game come on let's play you should walk in and go get good noob and then run should do right that. <laughs> Well, that's interesting. I um I want to see more about this ExoDOS as you uh, fiddle with it because I yeah, to be yeah, honest, totally. I find that DOS stuff such a headache. I kind of avoid it. I'm like, and if uh, you want to, if you just want to be lazy, you can. They got stuff. You okay? So I, I don't know all the legalities of this. We're not here to give you legal advice or anything. We just report on what we see out in the wild. And if you go to retro-exo.com. There is a product you can purchase, like a CD or something, mm-hmm. that has all the DOS games in it. Like, I think it's either, uh, what is it, like $50 or something like that one time or something. I mean, it's not cheap, but the, the amount of stuff they have in this thing is outrageous. The legalities of it, I can't, t- I can't tell you that. I can't. You got you to make your own decisions about this. I don't even know where in the world this is coming from. I don't even know if where they're selling these things, yeah. if, it's, if it's a big deal. And I don't know where you live. So anyway. What if it's, no, a, tiny, no, what's if it's, what if it's a little tiny room uh, on, a, on a, like a, a oil rig somewhere out in the Pacific? It's just right. like one guy in a, in a room going, well, nobody can touch me here. I'm free from the law. And he's just putting out <laughs> shit. You don't know. Right. Don't he's know. a real pirate. He's a literal pirate. Yeah, he might be he yar, he says, yeah. when he says that. Yeah, yeah. But you can also download these things, but it's like, I think the project full, if you download the full thing off Torrents, I think it's like 500 gigabytes worth. I was like, I didn't even know there was 500 gigabytes worth of DOS games. No, that seems crazy to me. That's insane. But yeah. Wow. It's crazy. All right. Well, watch for that and more. But for now, this. Shall we play a game? We surely will. That game will be the mm-hmm. Wing Commander and the Wing Commander follow-ups. The sequels, really, all the way up until, oh, let's say Wing Commander Armada, maybe. Yeah. Well, or do we Super- want to talk about Armada? Yeah, I do want to talk about it. Yeah, I, I do never, too. I never played that one. But also, 90, uh, Super Wing Commander on the uh, 3DO was a big entry point for me. Um, yeah. That came out in 94 yeah. as well. So. It's about four years of uh, of uh, Wing Commander goodness, which you know many people think is the high point of all of it, and yeah. uh, we'll uh, we'll discuss whether that's true or not. Um, all right, let's get to Wing Commander first. It's a bit of the uh, opener and some of the sound from that game. Check it out. Yeah. 
I mean, if you had a MIDI card, this is what you got. Listen to this. This is when you're getting missions. Oh, yeah. I love it. So you're like in a, like a bar talking to dudes, and they're giving you missions, yeah. and everyone's just kind of standing around drinking. Oh, unless you're playing the SNES version, in which case is say Officers Club, and everybody's mm-hmm. not drinking. Nobody's drinking in the Officers Club, exactly. Not on Nintendo. right when they're drinking soda or something like that. Is I think the is the is the rub. That was a good version of that game, though. I it was it was a it was a valiant attempt. I don't know if I would go. I wouldn't say, hey, you got some choices. How do you want to play Wing Commander from 1990? Do you want to fire up your 386 and stick in your five and a quarter floppies, mm-hmm. or do you want to find that SNES cart and load it up? Uh, there's there's uh, concessions you have to make if you're mm-hmm. doing the SNES version, like all those wonderful sprites. Yeah, I think there's like 30 sprites per ship or something when you're playing uh, on the PC, but then there's only like eight yeah. or something on the SNES. So you're definitely going to notice a difference. You can only fight one uh, ship at a time on the SNES because mm-hmm. of of how things are, are scrolling towards you, whereas the PC you can fight more. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. No, the PC version was mind blowing at the time. This thing yeah. had like 32-bit graphics, had the space combat and management stuff, which would not, at the time, was like unbelievably new. Like nobody was yeah. doing that stuff with any anything like this game. These branching story paths. We, we know there were other games that did it, yeah. but this was this was the one of the most popular games that a lot of people experienced with that really just nailed it. How come set, the Amiga the, the Amiga version is not well, well thought of? And that, that surprised me because I thought it would at least equal what the PC was doing. Uh, the Amiga 500, uh, is that, was it, is that just a 16-bit system? I, it wasn't able to, to handle this. This is, this is the thing that uh, all the Wing Commanders will find out today were process pushers. That, that's the origin was kind of like that. They were like, hey, uh, we know that the technology is heading this way. We're going to hedge our bets and and believe in in the technology and so we're going to go ahead and start building our game around upcoming technology yeah. they weren't so trying to capture all the, all the existing configurations their goal was to press right. the envelope pretty freaking hard and i remember yeah. at the time um i worked for a computer company at the time and i remember people mm-hmm. saying oh shoot i gotta upgrade and get this 46 <laughs> dx4 whatever it's not i can't handle my 386 dx sx33 whatever won't work right and I don't have enough RAM, and you know it's all this it stuff. Won't work. Yep. Um, it was it was a fun time, and I've heard from a lot of people this past week that had similar stories. With I had this piece of equipment, and in 1990, 89, 90, uh, when this game came out, they switched platforms specifically for mm-hmm. this game. Wing yep. Commander was having people go, "Oh, I'm mostly a console gamer," and. I'm going to go and get this PC game. You've convinced me this is the future. So yeah. it was, yeah, this thing was sell. The, 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 Intel needs to give, throw some money at, at Origins or EA. No, they don't. They don't need to spend them anymore. Well, nobody, so it, I mean, Origins basically got poo-pooed and shelved and all the work that they were doing with it. And they ended up not right. doing anything with the Wing Commander series really after that much. They did a couple of them, but yeah. they ended up... Uh, Using the name for their stupid PC launcher, I that cracks me up. When I, every time I see it, I'm like, "Oh, y'all have relegated Origin to a launcher." It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. <laughs> it really is embarrassing. Whose idea? Right. Like, who can we pin that on? That's just gross. It's that just, even it's just terrible. It's such a thumb. It, it's such a a, a a place that had so many great programmers uh, come and go. Uh, it was origin system itself was was a, was apparently a, just a a, a bed of mm-hmm. of great ideas it's from this guy this guy we're talking about who made this game uh, Chris yeah. Chris Roberts who was only like eighteen at the time eighteen nineteen yeah. kind of a wonderkind he was bit. born like like a year before you Scott or yeah. something like that he's a young yeah. he was a young dude at the time and he he was way ahead of his time clearly oh yeah. Um, and now he's financially he's a financial wizard with no game to show for it i gotta i gotta figure out where his head's at now but i can't quite figure it out well you know just because you're a good game developer or come up with great ideas doesn't necessarily mean you're good with finances and so i don't know who should be managing that but probably probably not him (laughs) maybe not maybe not him i don't know i don't know know. i just want to see star citizen be a proper video game and come out everybody wants to see yeah just be a game come out and be a game yeah, you know, I know it's playable. I know people are playing it, but it's it's like not even they don't even consider it alpha. It's like, and this right. has been how many years? It's 
pretty weird, yeah. man. It's pretty weird. This game, this game, this first Wing Commander really blew my mind because, like I said, I hadn't seen it since I was in the '90s when yeah. my friend would would play this game. And uh, looking at it now, I was like, holy hell, this is a game from the 90s, yeah. like early 90s, because this pixel art is just so rich. You have these these shots where you're actually you're you're in the cockpit and it's so much fun to look at. Uh, you see you see the, the pilot's legs and, you know, you got the joystick right in the middle, which, by the way, I didn't get my uh, flight stick out. But I wanted to, and I really should have. I ended up playing this with just a, a, a 360 controller, and then my PS5 controller, which I hooked up to my um, to, to my Mister FPGA. Yeah. Uh, but I really feel like this would be would be the best with a flight stick and keyboard. You can't get away with just a flight stick or just a controller, hardly, because this thing has a whole keyboard layout. And really, it was kind of inspiring my mind to go. You know what I need to do? I need to 3D print me uh, some some keycaps and make a little small keyboard with nothing but like interface buttons that look like the control deck of this stupid wing commander. And I'm yep. like, stop it, Brian. Yep. You're getting sucked into the wing commander world. Yeah. You're going to be, you're never going to leave C or WC.com. Whatever it is. <laughs> w, WCnews.com. Did you ever have the five and a quarter floppies when this game came out or was oh, it something yeah. that you only had it on the, uh, so well, I only had the, the five so my original, the only time I owned the game was for the three right. but I saw it being played all the time at the place I worked. I saw it on yeah. people's SNESs. Like I, I know the game existed in those forms, but uh, for whatever reason, I just never, I never got into it. And some somebody gifted me that and said, "Hey, you should yeah. play this. This is supposed to be the ultimate. You got a 3DO for who knows why, so why not?" <laughs> and I did. Um, but that yeah. part of part of the reason it was on 3DO is uh, EA was a huge backer of 3DO because 3DO yes, was the they wanted was, that thing to win. Well, they it was the brainchild of freaking. Um, the founder of EA, what's his name? Uh, yeah, plus they had burned all their bridges with name. other places, and they were getting sick of making uh, bad deals with people. Yeah. So it was like, we'll just do our own, you know, we'll get involved with the, our own people. Yeah, we'll do our own thing and do our stuff. <laughs> Somebody today I, told me that their favorite, some of their favorite face sprites in a video game are in Wing Commander because they are agreed 100% symmetrical with the exception of blonde mustache guy. Everybody you are, else, you are, yes. Right down the middle, baby. <laughs> the it is they are perfectly symmetrical right down the middle. Everybody's uh, features are, are are very profound, and just watching these guys, everything. If you haven't played, if you if you're forgetting the first one, the first one didn't have all the speech synthesis which you would see in two and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just had great MIDI music, like you said, and dialogue, and um, it was just it it was such a it was very wordy mm-hmm. oh yeah but lots it was, of story it was all a lot of fun and there's so much information that's being passed on in casual dialogue and this is what makes this game stand out so much to me is the level of uh immersion that yeah. you get with this stupid game because if you got the if you got uh the five and a quarter floppies you would have purchased this thing in a box set and you would have gotten a magazine yeah. that that is it is not a manual it is an actual magazine right uh from in world <laughs> yeah. right in world wing commander and it's like it's all of a sudden it's in your hands and uh you learn all this background information about who you're fighting the kelrathi who are a bunch of cats mm-hmm. uh in the in the humans and it's the year 25 uh, 26 whatever what is the what is the year it's, it's far far in the future and you're having these fights with we all knew this is coming we all knew that eventually we would have to fight the cats. It was it was definitely coming. KT uh, in the all, chat says he misses uh, manuals, PDFs, and stuff online. Doesn't can't, yes. it doesn't work the same? I agree a hundred percent, man. I would get a game. Right. I would come home. I would go sit on that toilet for hours reading that thing, <laughs> getting the getting the uh, getting the hem getting the hemorrhoids. Yep. But uh, they also care. came with like it came with blueprints of all the ships, man. If you were into space anything or role-playing games anything like that in the 90s this wasn't necessarily a role-playing game other than you're very basic but still you get your you get your ships and it'd have all this all the stats if you were a stats junkie you had all the stats on the on the blueprints what ships you would be uh you, you could possibly be in and all the information was important because once you get into the actual game there's no hand-holding and uh so you have to get all of your information from dialogue from this magazine that kind of doubles as a manual and also copy protection as mm-hmm. well as the blueprint. If you had the five and a quarter floppies from the original, it was that time. It was the 90s. You had to, you know, they would ask you a question when you start the game up 
and it would be some kind of numeric value that you'd have to go locate. Like, you know, what's the range of Hornet's laser? And you had to go look up and find the exact number and type it in before you could play the game. Yeah. Uh, so this game is a real hands-on type of uh, game that just, it, it took that level of immersion that, that's just kind of hard to replicate. I agree. Uh, in, in today's market. They try to do it again one year later with this. How goes the war against the humans? The Terran carrier Tiger's Claw tried to attack us here at Katithrak Mang, but my stealth fight has destroyed it, and soon we will demolish the rest of their fleet. Speak of your plans, not of your toys. Tell me how you will defeat the Terrans. Yes, my Emperor. Without the Tiger's Claw to defend them, Anyway, that's basically it. It's uh yeah. That's a couple of cats. The killer athletes are so stupid, man. Look, I I got nothing good to. I have nothing bad to say about Wing Commander as a series, but I think those designs for those villains are straight up poopy pants. And even though in two they have cool animation when they're talking, when they get their faces going, uh, I dig that. But why you got cat people in space? That never okay, felt yeah, like yeah. space to me. That felt dumb you're, to me. You're okay. So you you are right in the in the context of 2023. I was thinking about this this past week. I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. This is so stupid to have a bunch of cat people in space. Who thinks of this stuff? And I'm like, wait, we just came off <laughs> training all of these kids to love things like Thundercats, which is this bipedal. Cats, you know what I mean? Big cats. We the the all the eighties was all of this weird mixed match of of different things. Anthropomorphic like, looking animal people. I I know it in is, serious right. roles. It was our t- it was our time in America to try to figure out if we could get anime rolling here in the U.S. It didn't take off yeah. <laughs> like it did in Japan. But yeah, all that stuff, furries, all that kind of stuff upcoming. It seems weird now. But in the context of 90, I think it would kind of work. 90, 91, yeah. I remember seeing yeah. it, though, and going, Ugh, these really were <laughs> fighting cats? Like, what is that about? Like, I just wanted aliens then. I wanted Star Trekky looking aliens, and instead I got these furry dudes, and it just bugged I me. I kind of, yeah. They, they feel kind of like Klingon-ish, though, if that makes sense, because they talk about honor and that kind of stuff. And oh, yeah. It's kind of what you would think about pride, you know, and... You know, that's how these big cats operate. And it's like, you know, there's no there's no fooling around out in the, you know, in, in the deepness of space. It's, it's time to get well, real. It was you're right. It was 100 percent Klingon. You know, they were going for that warlike, yeah. but honorable, but not. But, you know, all that. That's what they were doing. Warriors. They were riffing on Warriors. It. Yeah. And I guess that made it unique. I just, I don't know. It didn't, for me, it was just like, I could not take them seriously. The entire series. And when they went with FMV and things got full motion video down the line, even worse, man, guys walking around with freaking, (laughs) freaking heads of cats in their robes going, we got to stop the Terrans. We're cat people, right? Yeah. Like it it sucked. Sucked. I, I laughed out loud the first time I saw the FMV stuff for the cats in there. Cause it's, it's, it's not puppets. It, well, it kind of is. It's people. It, imagine more like Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It's like Planet of the Apes type stuff, yeah. but you know, a wrong. little more furry. Yeah. And uh, oh my god, first time I saw it, I was like, I laughed out loud. But then, after a couple of minutes, I totally put all that behind me, and I just kind of went with it. And I, I kind of, I kind of dug it. It's, yeah. it's, it's weird that it works like that. Well, here's the thing I like about two a lot. It added companions, which are now a staple yes. in games like this. So even if you play a bunch of games today that are, you know, modern, even uh, it is almost uh, it is almost like sacrilegious to not include a wingman in your space right. game. No, you had wingman. You had wingman in the first one. Did the first too, one happen? I didn't think you did. Oh did yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it was a big deal. It's actually oh, a bigger deal. I thought than it was only. Two. I thought that was introduced in two. I don't know why I thought that. Mm-mm. No, because because probably because you thought, oh, two. So there's two people involved. No, no, there was <laughs> there was there were uh, there were there was actually a, even it's even more harsh in the first one because you could actually uh, make dialogue choices uh, or make choices that would annoy uh, pilots and they wouldn't be available to you or would not fight as hard for you when you're out in the field. So when you, when you hit the little command button to try to get your wingman to kind of help you out, they may be a little more reluctant. It may make it harder for you to win, lose uh, battle by battle. So mm. yes, yeah, very important. Second one, not so much. They had, the story was 
was the the, the top priority. And so that you couldn't just kill off. You couldn't randomly accidentally kill a character. Maybe I'm mixing them both story. up because you know what? The one thing I notice about it is they're all uh, the first two games combat wise. They look almost identical. There's not a they're, huge jump. Yeah, they're they're very close. Uh, yeah. Everything really off. Cool stuff. Everything outside of that huge upgrade. Like the yeah. dialogue, the ta- the voice. Here's some voice right now. Actually, this lady. Let's see if we can get her. Oh no, they didn't voice all of it. Some of it's just text. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's what they did use anyway obviously that was a big deal but it's way more colorful it feels like this game's i don't know kind of ahead of itself in this regard the presentation yes but then the play you were like okay this is wing commander more uh, get more of that and then a year later that's fine it's a year yeah it's it's a year i i really liked how they did this too the voices could be very problematic especially today not so much in the early 90s but in the first one you had written dialogue that was written in stereotypical language. So if anybody was doing a bad impression of a particular race, that's on you. <laughs> but yeah. in part two, they actually had spoken dialogue. And so it was like, ooh, ooh, this is definitely early 90s. Mm-hmm. You, you, would, you would probably not want to do that today. That would be a bad idea. Yeah. And some of that dialogue, <laughs> dude, just listen to that again. How goes the war against the humans? I mean, these are devs in the room. That's what they're doing. Yeah. I love the Kilrathi voices, though. They're really good. Uh, they're not but bad. But this is, you know, this is, this is typical of a lot of sci-fi. Uh, of of any time you have is international that that's what this was this was like i think he just as chris roberts described it as world war ii in space so you're in a place where in world war ii we had a lot of times we would have troops that would be you know blended together with different uh you know from different countries and things so that's kind of where they went here too right that's one of the things i love about sci-fi just introducing all those people just if you can do it respectfully Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's really well. What's good. great in sci-fi, like Star Trek always does, is you can ask hard questions, but do it in this package so that the yeah. hard questions are not impeded by current day hangups. You know? Yes. Yes. So you can discuss these issues, and there's tons of examples of this. But you know, Star Trek's a great one. You know, Star right. Trek always always dealt with issues that we had to deal with as people, especially mm-hmm. things around the time that the show was made. And did it in a way that was palatable by everybody because you weren't forcing yeah. it down somebody's throat or you weren't like saying, <laughs> you know, we have race problems. Instead, yeah. you say, hey, yeah. way in the future, Kirk and uh, was uh, Kirk and Uhura kissed. And now you got to go, not even oh. The, that's, yeah, that's not even the most. That was the one that was the most real, had the most impact. The most hilarious Star Trek episode of the black white race was when they literally had two races, <laughs> like Twix bars. One had the left black and one had the right black. <laughs> I love those guys. <laughs> and vice versa yeah. with the white. Yeah. And I thought that, I was like, oh, geez, Star Trek, why don't you just beat us over the head with that one? Yeah. Jeez, what are you trying to say? Yeah, that I was can't, a funny I one. I can't, de- can't decrypt your... Uh... <laughs> yeah. But they, you know, that's that's what Trek has always done. I think any good sci-fi yeah. and Star, Star Wars to some effect, which is a little more arcadey, you know, Yes, uh, yes, they still get to do that as well. And Wing Commander did that. I agree. The yeah. stories were deep and good. I'd say the first game's story was a little more depthy than two. And two, the money was definitely spent on presentation more than more than like branching storylines and stuff. Right. Yeah, the branching storylines were much more important than the first one. The second one, it had a smaller story because it, it, they probably did this by design. The story was smaller, but it was more everybody probably got that story. Like in the wing commander one, you could go back and play it today and you could have played it for however many hours back in the day and you could get in and play and have a totally different experience. Fly with pilot. You've never flown, but with before because there is permadeath in this, by the way. Yeah. So like oh, yeah. if you or one of your pilots, the co-pilots uh, dies, that's it. They're, they're dead. They're, they're dead, which is hilarious, by the way. I, I'd love trying to figure out names to name my pilot so it would be hilarious when they have the, uh, when they have the, the after you die, yeah. they have like the little, the little funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they fire lasers off. Yep. And oh, yeah. so we will miss, uh, dumbass, Colonel, you know, stuff like that, shit, Colonel dude. dumbass. Yeah. And so that was always fun to do for me. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a, it's a really cool couple of games, I think. Um, yeah. and the they second tried, one also, yeah. by the way, when the, when you killed the kill Rathy, yeah. which is what you're supposed to do. Stupid name, by name. the way. Can we put that out there? Kill Rathy. I, I like St- to kill Rathy. Stupid. Um, stupid. I like, <laughs> stupid. but I, I do. And this one, since we have, we can hear 
since there's a, there's a lot of dialogue in uh, when you're when you're talking to people like in the in the bars and stuff, and then there's more dialogue when you're getting out in the, in the fights and stuff. And one of the things the Kilrathi do is they have like these death cries and stuff. So they they may say something smart like, "You can't defeat me by." It's, yeah. just, it's just this great. That stuff is good. I love that kind Big of crap. Big fan. Big fan in all games and movies right. and television. <laughs> I like it when people do dumb <laughs> dumb death cries. All right. Then three came around the corner and sounded a bit like this. Peace. Have we ever known anything like that, Paladin? Not for a long time, Levy. <laughs> First the tiger's clawing out this. Enough. You are not to blame for either. Some would disagree. This is Colonel Christopher Blair. Report to Admiral Talwin. The wreckage of the Concordia has been located on Vespas off the Mistral Coast. Evaluation. Total loss. <laughs> Just like Corvette Summer. Yeah. Mark Hamill talking to John Rise Davies right there. Paladin, yeah. who you'd seen many times before. And I'm glad they got John Rise Davies. That was... No, this is all a good get. I don't know how they actually yeah. did it. Like we may not have thought of uh, of Mark Hamill as being having much of a career in the '90s because we really yeah. didn't. He was doing cartoon voices and this sort of stuff. Um, he's not the you know the legend that he is today. We we kind of had written him off culturally, and right. um, this is about the only place you were going to get him. And then to have this guy show up, who at the time I only knew him from Sliders and Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah, exactly. Um, me too. So yeah. Sala from Indiana Jones and 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 that Slider show, and so this was like, oh, okay, that guy. And I didn't know he would be Gimli one day. But it's weird to see those two standing there at the top of that fake ridge yeah. with that horrible green screen bullshit happening out in front of them, doing that. Do you know what happens when you make a when you ink a deal with EA when your name is Origins, uh, <laughs> and then you they get you have four million dollars to to yeah. mess around with which was the most money of any video game at the time mm-hmm. uh you you uh you you fill your dreams you go you go go get john rise davies and you go get mark hamill yep. uh to play your play your lead there christopher blair who finally had a name yeah finally had a name in christopher the, yeah. blair instead of just the protagonist of the game right just that guy uh malcolm mcdowell and biff are also there and you mentioned ginger lynn <laughs> Um, yeah, she's an adult star, and the voice of Tim Curry. He was a Kilrathi thing, right? Wasn't I, b- I believe he was. I believe it was Kilrathi, and uh, the adult film star Ginger Lynn. This was a, a time when she was trying to get out of the adult film industry and uh, into something serious. So that's how much money you had right here. You had four million dollars to purchase uh, these types of actors during the early, you know, the early mid nineties, uh, and I, I loved it. I think they did a good job. I. It's just terrible. It's cornball as hell, but FMV was the was a big deal, and everybody yeah. was trying to get in on that. And so this is this is a good attempt as any of them, you know. I remember I remember hearing about this project and just going, "No, that's dumb." Because this was a time when you you were getting movies that were on CDs, yeah, oh, and yeah. Uh, you were just like, "No, this 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 doesn't look good." Because the uh, the compression not good. We haven't made it to DVDs yet, so we're still using CDs for video, and that stuff is highly compressed. And a lot of the stuff was shot on, um, on. I, I don't think. I think it was. It was shot. I don't think it was shot uh, with thirty-five mil. I think it was actually shot in some kind of digital or oh, something. Oh, it was. Digital. Yeah, like the version I'm showing the chat room right now. You may be thinking, "Oh, this isn't bad for ninety-three or whatever." Right. Uh, ninety-one rather. This or, bunch of green screen sets. Yeah, but you know what that is? This is an AI update version of it. This is Heart <laughs> of the Tiger, which is Wing Commander Three remastered AI update. So everything you're looking yeah. at here is a remastered 1080p print of what used to be like postage stamp sized nothing. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. It was terrible. And the, the more the deeper you d- dive into ports for this thing, the smaller it got because you were you were using. Uh, I think I had to get a. Pentium for this one? I think is yeah. that right? I think oh, it had yeah. either a, oh yeah. I, I think we were in in, in Pentium town. Uh and yeah. It, that the consoles just weren't rocking that kind of power at this point. So no, we weren't there yeah. yet. <laughs> but, but I mean look at these guys doing their thing with Malcolm the, McDowell. It's the most like cool. contrasty background stuff in the history of green screen. But yeah. Uh given the original presentation of the video, it's it's it it was fine. It looked fine. It looked, uh, yeah. And if you if you go in knowing what you're looking at, Mark Hamill was so dour in this in this uh, performance too. And I, but he was headed towards doing some amazing voice work, 
and I'm I'm glad he explored this part of his uh, his character. Well, by and now I, he was already doing the Joker on uh, Batman. The Batman was he already right? doing Joker Bar ninety four? I, I, so. I was trying to remember that earlier. I was like, was he doing voice work already? At the very least, recording it, if not already out. Right. A lot right. of that, and I think he was doing some stuff before you that can, as well. You but. can hear that here, though. You can you can really hear it. And, oh yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. For sure. No, this stuff's worth seeing on its own. If you ever want to just go watch the Wing Commander 3 story right. without all the gameplay in between, highly recommend it. <laughs> it's like about it's about eight hours worth of content, if I remember correctly. Four million dollar budget. It is it eight hours. It's something like that. And I would say this. If I was doing this and I had never played Wing Commander, I'd probably play it one or two. Yeah. I, I don't think you're gonna miss out. The the story is once you get deeper into Wing Commander, the story becomes important. But if yeah. you're just looking for the experience, you probably could play one or two. You could actually just go to YouTube and watch these FMVs because the gameplay isn't that much different. You are looking at 3D models now for your shooting, but it's really early 3D stuff, and it's not really all that interesting, in my opinion, yeah. for the combat. It's okay, but I don't think you're going to be like, you're not going to be like, oh, this is what it was all about. I think that kind of hasn't really it's kind of lackluster once we get to this yeah point. the 3d uh, stuff is is has the same suffrage that all 3d at the time was going through which this all looks like garbage right and it's they, fine it but what, a, look at those sprites fighting sprites on screen that is hilarious and i think you should experience that I this agree. is not hilarious this is just uh you know an okay this is a stepping shooter. stone toward where we were gonna yeah. get to and it was about to get a lot better in the next five years. <laughs> the FMV part, though, oh, yeah. you got to see it. Oh, you got to see gotta it. You got to watch these. You got to see these uh, Kilrathi guys walking around. See if I yeah, can find you will. You will literally laugh out loud the first time you see the Kilrathi. And you don't have to wait long. It's like right at the beginning of Heart of the Tiger. It is. Yeah. Uh, Look at this dude. You got a couple of guys. <laughs> That's the guy. Look at that. And he's just like a big old Wookiee looking. Yeah. He's got Imagine the big somebody on. taking. Yeah, it's, it's exactly like a Wookiee. Just imagine somebody t if, uh, coming across a stuffed lion head on a wall and taking it <laughs> off and putting it on their head. It's just, it's just like that. And their mouths are fully articulated. Yeah, they go and they got the, they get those legs where you. Oh, there's the porn lady. Let me pull her up. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think she's she's a news reporter in this one. I think, or maybe maybe uh, not. No, she's remember. on the ship. I think. Boy, she's been on a the long ship. Time. That's her right there. Uh, oh, there you go. She is. Good for her. I don't know where she ended yeah. up. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, good stuff. Um, she went back to the porn industry. I don't know where she's at currently. Oh, did she? But yeah, she. <laughs> yeah, she made a little. She made an attempt. Uh, she had a couple little roles here and there. And uh, good, good for her trying to get. Yeah, get I mean, you know, that, that system. She can't help it if Mark Hamill's character, right, asked her for a handy behind the dump truck. Just kidding. That's terrible. <laughs> don't don't I take say, it back. I take it back. Don't say a thing like that. I take it all back. You never heard it here. Thank all right, you. moving on. Let's no, go right. to uh, let's go to four. Four is interesting because four. Well, let's play a little of four. There's been an undeclared war waged against us. Acts of terrorism, piracy, sabotage. Sabotage. Is it symptomatic of these transitional times, or is there something else at work here? Do you see a strategy or design behind it? Every time I connect the dots, I'm always guided back to our longtime allies in the border worlds. Okay, so there's Malcolm a little bit Dowell of and Mark Hamill are back, and this time they're not in front of green screens. They're on sets with full, full, full motion video, and it was filmed in 35 mil, so they didn't have to, you know, deal with all that compression unless they wanted to. Yeah, and there's a bunch of side actors you absolutely know oh, in yeah. this. This guy right here? Yeah. That's the dude from Lost. Yeah. Who has the the secret codes in the hatch to get the thing done that does like the videos to tell you, here's what you need to know about the hatch deal. He's yes. also in the Expanse. He's um major baddie in the Expanse season one and two. Can't think of his freaking name. You would be better uh, off watching Wing Commander uh, three and four FMVs than watching the Wing Commander movie. Yeah, I I'm just hundred percent agree with that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but look at some of the, oh wait, there's another guy you guys totally know. Hold on. Uh, it's so fine to narrow. It's hard to narrow these down. But you know everyone in this. <laughs> You've seen him in yeah. movies and t television, and it's all fine. Like $12 million budget this time around. Apparently, the $4 million worked for the first one. Uh, they got enough money, so they, they kicked up the budget, and uh, they got more actors and got real sets. They took away our cockpit and gave us some weird new HUD elements. 
I the the combat's probably a little bit better for it probably, but it feels less immersive like yeah, all the way up until this point. You could even like in the first and second one, which is really cool, you could like you could get outside the cockpit mm-hmm. and you could just like hit the function keys uh, on the keyboard and you could see from the side, from behind you. It, it was really interesting. This I I don't think the, I don't think the gameplay got that much better because of it, but maybe a little bit more. It might be worth playing. There's might Biff, be worth there's playing. Biff there's Tannen, Biff, and yeah. then there's this other guy I've seen in a hundred TV shows. Like everybody's yes. in this, and I kind of respect it for it. That the the other thing is remember Star Citizen is supposedly completely filmed and finished. Um, yeah. mocap for including uh, the return of Mark Hamill, but they've got the single player element of that thing that was promised years ago. Yeah. Oh, so Jason Scott Lee, is that who that was? Might have been. Oh, yeah, Jason Scott Lee. Was that what that was? It might have been. It was. Anyway, it probably was. The, uh, the, they've already done this again for Star Citizen, but, no, but it isn't out. Yeah. What, what, not what Mark it? Hamill. This is a totally different story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mark Hamill's in it, but it's not tied to this universe. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's not tied. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they don't have the rights to it. EA still owns all that shit. Oh, and they won't do anything with it. A bunch of buttholes I EA know. is. For... They are buttholes. I don't like them. All right, then things take a real dip with yeah. the game Wing Commander Prophecy, which I will now right. share with you this garbage monkey horrible thing. All right? <laughs> Enjoy makes this. The movie, makes the movie look good. I agree. Here it is. There goes the guidance system again. I need that working on the double. And tell O'Neill they have hangar rims number two and seven back online. We got real problems here. Christ, doesn't anything work around here? Go. Um. um. What's your damage, flyboy? Excuse me? <laughs> Did you trash your fighter or you just lost? I oh, my God. It. I hate it. I, I just, oh, it's so bad. And it'd be... Mm. It's not even. It's not even so bad that it's good. No, it's just just bad. not good. It's it's like I compared it to getting direct. I don't know if you guys remember direct to video stuff, but that's that's how it felt. It felt like I don't know. It was definitely a step back in my opinion. I didn't play this one no, at it's all. Some, it's some I of the couldn't. worst. It's a step back in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know that the the gameplay they re, they they reintroduced more Hadella, or sorry more uh, cockpit. But yeah, I think much. they went back to a little bit to the earlier stuff. Yeah. And it may be okay on that part. I, I really didn't. It's okay. The, the combat's okay. It reminds me of, um, oh, what's the PlayStation game made by Psygnosis? It's called, oh, what is that? Uh, Colony Wars. I don't know if you ever played Colony okay. Wars, but this, yeah. the color scheme, like, and that was a great game. I, I do like the bounciness of the flight stuff. I Is there any way just to completely skip all the... the the video because I watched it, somebody play this and I was like, holy crap, there is way too much full motion video in this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if it's going to be this bad, if it's going to be this bad, I can't watch that much of it. Yeah. But the gameplay is all right. It's okay. Gameplay looks okay. I, yeah, I can't tell, right. but it looks pretty neat. I like the, it feels very immersive. Oh, I miss calling wars. I wish they'd have kept that yeah. going. Psygnosis got oh, absorbed yeah. by Sony and they just quit making them. It bugs me. Yeah. That's what happened to a lot of these types of games. It's like, Oh, We'd like an opportunity to, to do something with that, and they just put it on the back burner. Probably because the, they realized how expensive these types of games are mm-hmm. to make. Once you actually, your property was probably fairly cheap, but then when you go, how much is the production? They go, yeah. oh, oh no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> space is expensive. Now it is worth mentioning that the game I played, um, the three D O game, was essentially one with new graphics, um, right. And 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 I didn't know that at the time. I was like, "Oh, look at this new thing that's so new, and there's never been anything like it before." And I didn't know. <laughs> I, I rock. I didn't know. I didn't know this was the same game that I'd seen people playing on PC years ago. Right. But as you can see, it's definitely a, graphically, it's definitely it's an upgrade. A, oh yeah, it's a nice. It's basically what we would today consider a remaster by today's standards. Right. Um, and it had some audio, which I kind of enjoyed. So here's some of that. Enter simulator. Talk to shot glass. You met Maniac and Boss Man over there yet? Maniac's a real lunatic. A good pilot, but way too erratic. He was just coming up when the flea bags put me out of commission. It's that kind of stuff. The flea bags. Everything has, by the way, one and two especially, they still nod to it in three and four, but everybody has a nickname because that was one of the things you did. In the first and second one, is you gave your character, they usually had like a last name, like in the military, and then you'd have a nickname. Like, mm-hmm. you just, just assume that's how that would be. So, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good what game, though. Nickname? It's fun. It's, it, I mean, again, it's just a remaster of a game you already know, but yeah, I liked it uh, for good. what it was. It, yeah. 
you got the you got the cockpit look. Is are those all? Are the, is it sprites or three D rendered? This still would have been ninety four. Yeah, it's still, still sprites. Three D O wasn't great at doing much else. Three um, D right. wise, they had some three D stuff, but for the most part, those those games were still sprite. We games. need to dig deep into three D O one day because I know almost nothing about three D O. Oh hell yeah, dude! Stuff. Hell yeah! Why don't? Oh we? man, the, I tell you, the sprite landing in the ships when you would go on missions and things. You, and, and like the first and second ones, when you would go on missions, or like if you had some kind of task you had to do, uh, then you'd have to. The the thing I dreaded the most, mm-hmm. returning back to home base, because I'd have to land, and it would sometimes be really hard, especially in the first one. And I'm like, oh, this is the hardest thing I'm having to do here is to freaking guide this stupid ship into that stupid pixel ship yep. that really doesn't have any three dimensions to it. Yep, those are it's the good days, the good times. Right. Uh, well, there you have it. That's uh, that. Now, there's other stuff. There was special ops yeah. and secret missions. There was Wing Commander Academy. Uh, mm-hmm. There was this privateer, the privateer game, which is technically we're not, a spin-off. We're not poo-pooing any of these things, no, by no, the no. way. They're just, these are just yeah. things that are going to be outside the scope of you've heard us talk already so much about Wing Commander. We just didn't have time to cover it all. Yeah, just just, um, just imagine uh, more FMV, more cockpit shooting. Uh, right. You know, it's, that's, one day we may get a chance to visit them. So yeah. We may. Who knows? Armada, yeah. I do want to make a quick mention of Armada. Yeah. Uh, Wing Commander Armada was the first, the first official game of the Wing Commander series to feature multiplayer. Yes. And uh, that's a big deal. Yes, 94. It's a multiplayer. Let's bring it on. Yeah, nobody was doing that shiz in 94. Um, not too many anyway. I mean, Quake was a couple years away. Doom could do local. Right. Um, so, you know, this was a big step in that direction. But basically, that's the entirety of why people played this was multiplayer. Yeah. And it was 94, and it was basically still what the earlier, based on the earlier Wing Commander stuff, the one yeah. and two. And uh, so you said sprite graphics and that kind of stuff. I didn't get a chance to play this, but man, I would love to go back and visit it. Another another game we've visited this year that I'm like, oh my God, I really need to complete Wing Commander because I really got sucked in to this lame ass story. Yeah, I don't know why. It's okay, it, they, but just, in video games, it's in. a good story, I think. In, yeah. in film, and of course the film did nothing like the, the games. The right. film is straight up garbage as a bad movie. Right. I, I don't I, we feel we sacked it on film sack and another podcast that me and Scott do. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember anything about it. And I'm, I can't remember if it was because they were using all the hot young star actors from the time, like Freddie Prince Jr. Was was that the 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 failing factor for me? I remember watching it and going, ah, I can't get into it. But I, I don't remember. Now I gotta go back and visit again. There was also an animated series I never got to see. The community, we started this podcast talking about community mm-hmm. and social media stuff and you might not have heard because it, it was pre-show uh but i think that that is this is just the great it's such a great community they, these these people oh my god if you want to see what all of the original box stuff look like you just go to this wcnews.com there's a new vinyl coming out based on some of the great uh jazzy kind of music that you would hear in this game uh in these different series and it is just it's just full of active people and they, they, I want this, this kind of reminds me of how I used to feel about Stargate Stargate. You can't just go anywhere and go, you watch that Stargate. But when you do find your Stargate people, mm-hmm. uh, you can have some long discussions, great discussions yeah. about how, how great everything is, even though it's stupid. It's like the guy old, what? Yeah. That's a dumb name. Tilk. Who is that guy with the weird, uh, the emblem thing in his head? It's oh, like, I ah, just sit down and watch it. You'll get, is that MacGyver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit down and just watch it. Trust me, it's good. Yeah, it's good in that way that we like bad things. Okay? Right. But it's good. It's, but it's good. But it's <laughs> But bad. it's not for everybody. But it's bad. But it's good. It's, but it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep it in mind. Everything will be fine. All right, time to play Guess Our right. Game. Destroy it. <laughs> we are going to play audio from old games and then see if each other can guess what it is. Uh, mine was slapped together very fast because I had to finish another show before I got here. So apologies. I saw that. I saw you were you were you were rushing. But that's fine. That's fine. Well, as long so as it you, came out gonna... in the year twenty six hundred. So it was from uh, when Wing Commander took place, and <laughs> the gonna... game was called nineteen eighty one. Yep, that's the game. Right. Uh, no, you're gonna you're gonna. This is gonna be too easy. Too easy. But I did it anyway. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pitfall. <laughs> yeah. So here's the game. Twenty six hundred is the game or is the machine. It came out in nineteen ninety one or eighty one rather. 80, Here 81. is the sound from that game and see if you can guess it. 
guesses. Is it, is it Defender? Nope. You get three guesses. That's how we do it. I mean, this, they all sound the same. <laughs> I know. That's why I did it. Okay, so I just got a list. Defender, uh, Missile Command, which we've covered here. Oh, it, stop right is there. It, oh, is, it missile, it. is it Missile Command? It is 100% Missile Command. Congratulations. There you go. Yeah. Now, here's the thing about Missile to... Command. Missile Command, the giveaway is this sound here. Yes. Which is not yes. like the arcade at all. Or this at the end. That thing, that's totally Missile Command. And I figured those two I, things I, would give it away. I think Defender uses that first audio sound, too, whenever you get into, when you do the hyperspace at the top. This thing? I'm trying to remember. It's, For the 2600? I'm trying to remember. It seems like it's somewhere in there. Maybe I'm getting it confused. But Hold anyway, let me look yeah, it up. I, like I said, uh, I, I was YouTube. about to list off about 20 games that that sounds exactly like on Atari 2600. I'm going to find this. Uh, so let's go Defender. 26, because it wouldn't surprise me. They reused all their sounds all the time, Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's play that. Defender Atari 2600. Let me get a little audio in here. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little more squeegee, a little more... Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever that is. Whatever the word is, I can't say. <laughs> more Atari. Uh, more 2600-y. <laughs> yeah, that, that sound chip was capable of like three farts and a noise, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to play yours now and see if I can figure it out. What year are we talking here? Uh, yeah, it was the year 1987, so we stayed in the, the 80s this time around because I felt like we'd been doing too many 90s. You must have felt the same thing, so I kind of went 87. Yeah. Uh, but it was for the NES, and uh, I'll just tell you this. Well, a lot of people have asked us to do uh, to do this one, so let, let's see if let's, right. let's see if we let's yeah. see if it's doable by the doing of the does doing. Here it is. NES, I assume, right? Sounds like NES. No, no, NES, NES. Oh, what did I say? I said you NES. said. Did you do it? I thought oh, I said I SNES. Did. You no, say, right. Maybe you said. There's NES. a lot of noise SNES. going on. Today. Actually, it was 89 when it came out in the U.S. I, I apologize. It wasn't 87 when it came out, but 89, not that it really matters. No, I like it. Really, this is better than yeah. not remembering what game you had, so this is good. Right, right. That was the Japanese release date. I usually try to give it the, the North American release date. Uh, uh, this is a, a Hudson, Hudson Soft. Okay. This isn't uh, Kid Icarus, is it? No, no. Is that any good? I feel like a funeral on this part. I don't. I don't know. I um, am shocked that the chat room has not uh, shouted it out as many of the chat room that anytime we get any anywhere near uh, daggers and wing boots that they guess it. Daggers and wing boots. Yeah. Well, that sounds like that sounds like Kid Icarus. No. Right. Monsters. They await you. I don't know. I don't know what this is. Fax Santa do our good friend finally did come to town for us. Uh, it, that is uh, Gam. Gam. Gam got us in there. Oh. Fax Santa do is the name. Oh. Yeah, Gam, oh, I can't say less of it. Yeah, I thought you said that was the the, the no. name was the name of the game and Gam was no, no, the no, name no, of no. the no Gam Gam Gammons. I can't say the name in the chat room. Got it though. Uh, yeah, it was definitely. Faxanadu. 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 I never played it, this. Fax, like a like a fax machine. F A X. Yeah. And a do. What is this about? What do, What do you do in it? Uh, it is one of those action role playing games. Uh, from Hudson Soft, and you uh you control your uh your Faxanadu, and, and you uh, is a name, <laughs> name wonder who returns home. Uh, guess what? Uh, the yeah. So there you go. Gameplay. You just uh, side scrolling. So side scrolling, jumping. Uh, yeah. And you control fax Xanadu. It, it, it was. It's classified as a Metroidvania. One of the earlier Metroidvanias you saw. So yeah, just a side scrolling. Do you have a weapon type. for fighting? I love this you dialogue. Have a weapon? You have a weapon. <laughs> oh, let's hear what this guy says. All right, hold on. He says, "Hello, I sell tools. What <laughs> would you like?" <laughs> What would you like? Hold on. What would you like? Hand dagger, red potion, elixir. Okay. Thank you for shopping. <laughs> this is great. Thanks. Thank you for the shopping, please. Hello. I sell tools. That's amazing. All right. Well done. You beat me this week. Good job. I'm impressed. I think we, yeah. 
We didn't put what we're going to do next week, because we, we usually get a chance to talk about it uh, before we go on the air, but we didn't get to because doing DTNS, and I was watching the uh, Nintendo Direct, which, by the way, if you haven't heard already, uh, they're bringing uh, the, the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games mm-hmm. to the Nintendo Switch Online, and I'm kind of thinking maybe that maybe we uh, do maybe some Game Boy uh, love next week, maybe we are, or Advance. We just like pick maybe our top, couple of Game Boy games or something? Or what do you what do you think? You have something else in mind. Uh you have yeah. some recommends from uh from people who are sending in recommendations like we had this week. We did this one uh for Wing Commander because last week mm-hmm. let me get it pulled up here. It was recommended by uh, a listener and that listener's name was me stalling for more time. Uh-huh. Paul from the UK. Yeah. But he wasn't Paul wasn't the only person who recommended Wing Commander, but he was the last one. No, we got uh, all kinds that, of recommendations for it. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what our best thing is. The fact that they announced that does make me think we could poke in there a little bit. I think we need to poke in there a little bit uh, because, yeah, we got... Uh, if, we can even jump forward if we wanted to, and if we wanted to cover, like... Did we ever cover the Prime series proper? Did we just I know we did Metroid, but we didn't cover the Prime series. Uh, I don't think we covered... We discussed Prime, uh, the Prime right. series, but I don't think we got too deep into it. There was a lot of argument right. then from listeners that it wasn't old enough, but... This is GameCube. That's not retro. <laughs> My GameCube, dude. Yeah. GameCube. It's pretty Listen old. Listen to the words you're saying right now. It's 20 it's GameCube. years old now. 20 years a long effing time. <laughs> For a console, <laughs> twenty years. That's not. That's right. a long time. It's GameCube, man. No, some, no. Some, it's, it, some if it's not kid, fall. It's not retro. Look, some kid died. <laughs> some kid was born the week that game came out, and he is twenty-two years old now. He drinks. He's got better right. insurance. He's got a job. He finished college. Like, think about that. He's walking around. He's walking around telling other people. It's like, oh man, when I was like five. Yeah, because that's with LBO. Like, there's like, okay, so there's actually probably like a 27 year old, 28, almost a 30 year old, probably a 30 year old going, oh man, when I was six and seven, my dad let me play, let me play a Metroid Prime. That's right, <laughs> that's right. Somebody in their 30s right now is walking around being reminiscent about their, you know, their two and three and four year old. Here's what wife. we'll do: we'll let them, we'll keep them on the edge and on the hook until we figure it out. You and I will come up with a thing, right. and then we'll tell them. All right. All so right. if we that decide to go, uh, people always like anything before 2000 is retro. Yeah, yeah. but it's just arbitrary number picking. And right? like I said, once I've I've said it, and I've said a hundred times before, we don't we don't do necessarily retro games here we do play retro games which is anything that we classify between 70s 80s 90s and a little bit into the little 2000s bit into the because, 2000s yeah yeah if if that if it was made in 2005 but it has the spirit of a game from 98 why would we not talk about that 2005 game boy advance game that is basically based off uh, a system that was running in 1998. Right. I mean, Plus the Game Boy Advance, nobody looks at those and says those aren't retro. Of course they feel retro. They're right. basically a Super NES with slightly better sound. Like, right. That's really what it is. I don't know. We got to think. We'll think about it. We'll, we'll come back to you. Okay. We'll let you know what next week is sometime during the week. All right. We should have uh, called this the, the, the Scott and Brian rant this week. <laughs> yeah. You guys, have, if you haven't heard our Patreon uh, pre-show, boy, howdy, did I go off. You might enjoy it. I, I don't know. Maybe you won't. But I do want to talk about these texts we got. We got a couple of them from listeners. Uh, these came to us at 801-471-0462. Bill Edwardson's on Patreon says, listen to or listening to Play Retro Aliens episode. And you mentioned oh, Bill Paxton's Game Over being used in different games. There was an Amiga car game. I think it was maybe Need for Speed. When you lost uh, his voice, uh, his said came up and said, Game Over, man. Game Over. Unquote. <laughs> do either of you remember this? Thanks for all the content and pre-show antics. Uh, and again, it's Bill. Bill, I do not remember that at all. And if it was I Need for either, Speed. But now I want to find it. And Need for Speed would not be a bad pick yeah. uh, for for some future retro gaming. Because Didn't we do that? I thought we did Need for Speed. Didn't we? No, we didn't do Need for Speed. But you know, my, one of my favorite Need for Speeds, though, is on the GameCube for the underground. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I won't say that... <laughs> Yeah, that one. See, that one feels wrong to me for some reason. But I, I don't know. I think of it as more modern than than Metroid. Yeah, Prime. and we. I usually and there is really we we joke a little bit. But there are some seriously some things that we consider. The one of the reasons why we pick retro games is because most retro games do not have. We're real. We're a clip show. Mm-hmm. We're trying to entertain you. We're show. trying to entertain your imagination as you're driving and going places. 
uh, with with our antics and as well as sound clips. And when you start getting into the era where we started having more multimedia, you start having real artists like Need for Speed uh, Underground and those kind of games would be problematic because they do have a lot of uh, like music, popular music of the time that would yeah. get copyright strikes. But really, we're just nostalgic for stuff. And you may or may not yeah. find a game like that nostalgic. You may not find <clears throat> anything post-2600 nostalgic because you're older or whatever. Like, we're yeah. going to pick stuff that's interesting to us. How about that? That's if, the it's the, if it's not Pong, it's not retro. Yeah, forget it, Pong. Fing, well, fing, fing. When I was a kid, I had the <laughs> micro box unit deal. I had to build my own Pong machine. <laughs> I used a stick and two stones to get a controller working. <laughs> anyway. Uh, then I threw, I, we, we had two TVs, and I threw a rocket one, and my brother threw a rocket the other. Yep. And that's how we played Pong. That was Pong. Pong the old way. And if you lost an eye, well, them's the breaks. All right, here's another one from, uh, didn't get a name. No, we did, Ryan. He says, Dunaway did it. He did it. He did it. He says, on the Aliens episode, guess my game, Brian played Star Tropics. It was one of my favorites growing up, and I've been meaning to write it and suggesting it. Such great music on uh, on that tough game. When I was a kid, I played Guess My Game with friends, and they never guessed Star uh, meaning uh, meaning yeah. to write in suggesting it. Such great music on that tough game. Why does it say the same thing twice? I don't know. Uh, when I was a kid, Maybe I played that game. Oh, he said it three times. Hold on. Oh, good. Maybe, well, never you get excited stories. sometimes and you got to repeat yourself. You got to uh, so repeat yourself. He does say, don't feel bad, Scott. Thank you for uh, so much of the continued nostalgia, Ryan. For some right. reason, his message came in all effed. I don't know why. It's not. I don't think it's him. I think the text right. was borked. Text garbled. Yep. But uh, don't worry. I'll try not to borgle, bargle, burgle. I'll try not to burgle your text next week when you guys send (laughs) in more of them. And you can, by the way, you can do voicemails. We'd love to have those here. Uh, 801-471-0462. That's voicemails or texts. Either one work. And if you'd rather email us, you can do it at playretroshow at gmail.com. Like we said, we'll we'll pipe in and let you know yeah. what we're doing next week during the week. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely let you know on the Play Retro on yeah. Twitter, or we'll let you know in the Discord server. Let you know yeah. there as well, yeah. and just we'll just blast it out everywhere. I'll, I'll yell it as loud as possible. Yes, indeed. Uh, oh, listen to that. Monkey Banana says, "I'm just basically here to hear Brian and Scott talk because they're wonderful to listen to, regardless Aww. of content." Oh Monkey. man, Monkey Bananas. You're a good dude. I already liked you, but now I really like you. But now I really, I, I love you. Little, now, yeah, now I, feel, I have feelings. I can't, I can't explain. Yeah. I, I don't know what to do. Mm. Oh, monkey bananas. Oh, toe jam and Earl. Ooh. Anyway, that's Ooh. next week. Uh, Banana Prince. What yeah, is that? Ooh. Uh, between now and then, though, I would really like it if you people at home would play retro games and then tell us about them. All right. So go play something retro and we'll see you next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Speak of your plans, not of your toys.